0: You're listening to The Last Session of the Day with the Psych
1: Guys. Welcome back to The Last Session of the Day with the Psych Guys. As always, I'm here with Timothy Meyer. I'm Dr. Lukin, And today we're going to jump in into another interesting topic that uh, I'm not really sure is talked a lot about because maybe it's not a, a very PC uh, topic to talk about. But when uh, significant others, wives, ask their husbands to go to therapy Tim what what are you kind of what are your thoughts on that like I I guess my first question is what do you think the guy is thinking when he you know came back from work or whatever and then and his wife tells him like you know what I'm just thinking about it we get into so many arguments or you have this issue and and you need to go to therapy like, what do you think is the first thing, you know, I, I know you, you very much like about the whole idea about reframing and cognitive sort of distortions, like, what do you think is the first thing that pops up for, for that, for that guy?
0: <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know. Um, the, the, the The first thing that, prob- that, that pops up is probably like, I don't know, something along the lines of no, or, <laughs> you know, like, um, I don't want to, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're probably not just listening to me or... Um, I don't know. Maybe they start to feel like like they're they're a problem, or yeah. you know, like that that they have to go somewhere to get fixed because they're just bad, and and they and they just cause all of these problems, and then the wife just has you know. Um, Go, go out and, and, and find
1: someone else to talk to so you can figure your stuff out and then you can come back and be a better husband. Right. I, I I could, I so, so agree. I could imagine, you know, your t- typical guy, you know, doesn't talk about how he feels, right? Like, doesn't really bring up when, when his wife is irritating him, right? He goes out with his buddies or has a couple of beers and just kind of moves on with his I could imagine that conversation being like, if the wife goes like, you know, I've realized I think you need to go to therapy because you have a lot of issues. I would imagine also the guy losing his shit, he was like, I have problems, you have problems. And you and your relationship with your mother and blah, blah, blah. I I could see that kind of like that explosion uh, between between the two people just because like, who needs to go to therapy more. And then at the end, it's sort of like, there's really obviously no resolution when somebody's that heated. But but I but I do wonder, like, how does that look like? Even after that blow up? What does the guy do? Does he think to himself, well, let me do it to appease her? Do you think it's often? Then he goes like, "Yeah, I, I guess I could see the types of things I can work on." I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's not all or nothing, but it's just kind of your experience when you see guys and and I mean, I know I have gentlemen that come in explicitly say like, "You know, I got to be honest, I don't want to be here, but like my wife basically said she'll divorce if I don't come, so I'm here."
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and um, the I guess um, well, I I I get a lot of that too. Mm. Um, and I say, okay, you know, and, and I kind of meet them where they're at and, you know, kind kind of go very, very slowly to, you know, see, see if there's any hope that, uh, you know, like we can buy into the process and, and get some good out of it. But, uh, you know, I, I almost kind of see it as like we start off not, not on a bad foot, but, you know, even just like coming to the place, like they, they don't want to be there. Right. Um, oftentimes I ask people who I can kind of tell don't want to be here. Mm. I ask them if they would prefer to be here. Or go to the dentist, right. um, <laughs> and and a handful of guys said, "Yeah, I, I'd rather I'd rather go to the dentist and, right. and get a cavity filled and speak with you." Right. So I say, "Okay, you know, like I, I appreciate you, you letting me know, but yeah, it's you know, it's it's kind of tough because um, we're sort of already starting off on that foot where where there's preconceived notions of like I don't need to be here, this isn't going to help, this is ridiculous, um, and and that sort of thing."
1: Yeah, it's uh, I, I, mean, I, I I see just think a couple of guys like it, it's really, it's really exactly that. It's sort of like, to me, and that, I mean, this is a poor analogy, but I'm also, I'm also feeling like it's kind of like a dog being brought to the vet to get neutered. Right, like it's kind of to be, it's kind of it's kind of the same kind of. Like, I don't want to go. this is terrible. It's not gonna help. It's am gonna. I'm gonna resent you after doing this. Right, just get can feel. But they go anyway because you know the w- wife, let's say, threatens with divorce. Like, I mean, what are you not gonna go? So th- they're there, but they're like, ah, oh, I feel like uh, I'm not a man. Like my balls are being cut off. Just being here, somebody, if one of my friends, golf buddies, heard about the fact that I come here, it would be like an embarrassment. They're gonna
0: mm-hmm. start
1: like making fun and. All, all sorts of things that go along with that. So I sometimes notice that the, that the gentleman is like sitting and he's tight. Like mm-hmm. you can see his hands are, you know, held back like that or, or folded. You know, he's almost like evaluating like what I'm about to say. And I, I notice that sometimes things get better, you know, almost like through neuro linguistics when you notice that the gentleman kind of moves his hands to the side and and, and sits back into the chair or the couch, then mm-hmm. you know you have an individual that although is resistant is has some some potential interest to be here when you see the body language change within the session.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pe- pe- people come in like so closed up and then you could sort of like see them like literally open up. Right. Um physically over time and and yet, yeah, you know, so so I I I guess I just I I kind of want this this episode to <laughs> to be four guys who right. I don't know. Let's say that they just had that conversation with the wife, and they and they just all right, fine. Like I'll go, yeah. and and I don't know. They they might be thinking like, what the heck is this going to be, and 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 that sort of thing. So some 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 I guess some FYIs that are just off the top of my head that I want to say. Um, it's not that bad, right? It, you're not being neutered. You you're not <laughs> being neutered, right? It's it's just a conversation. Right. right. You're 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 meeting with someone who's a trained professional who's really good at understanding thoughts, feelings, emotions, all that sort of stuff. And and they're there to help. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think that it's any therapist's goal to be hmm, like, how am I going to change you or, or 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 how am I going to fix you or, uh, you know, no, none of that. Right? Right, right, um, right. We're we're trained to to really meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, w- wherever that is, and and maybe where you're at is, I don't want to be here. Okay, great. Let's right. let let's meet there. Um, and you know, to to have an, a completely non-biased, non-judgmental, con- uh, confidential space mm-hmm. for for you to speak about your thoughts, feelings, emotions, it 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 really is a powerful thing, and um, it, it's it's a really novel experience. You know, I I, I say this all the time the therapy relationship is unlike any other relationship on the planet. right? Right. So, so to enter in this relationship, I, I guess the, the way that I see it is that there's so much possibility for some benefit and it might be a benefit that, that, that you don't even know yet or, or, or we don't even know yet. Right. So I guess just, you know, there, there there's so many preconceived notions and I, I'll probably go up more to that later, but um, just, just right off the bat, like mm-hmm. you're not going to be neutered. But it's it's not the worst thing in the world. It doesn't mean that, you know,
1: you're less than or anything like that. Um, All those sorts of things. Right, right. Yeah, and that the less than idea really resonates because I, you know, I do feel like, you know, gentlemen and again, remember we're only talking about a subset of gentlemen that have a hard time coming to therapy. I mean as you know, you know mm. in, in today's world like more and more men are actually more comfortable reaching out by themselves, want to talk more, want to kind of figure things out. So obviously it's not everybody. Uh, but for some individuals, for some men I, I, I have noticed that when they strongly identify with their thoughts and feelings as who they are, as an individual, for those gentlemen, it's harder. It's mm-hmm. harder because it is seen as well something is wrong with me, mm-hmm. and I need to be fixed, neutered, whatever the case may be, in in order to be functional. Right? Like, Individuals that I notice that do better and have less resistance are the ones that see their thoughts and feelings is just a part of who they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, <clears throat> instead of who they are. I I would imagine, as I think you and I talked before, you know, I I would imagine that an individual, doesn't matter who it is, identifies strongly with their physical health and their just physique in general. Also oftentimes has a harder time going to a medical doctor to like take medication or be suggested what to do. Because they take so much pride in who they are. They spend so much time keeping their physical body in tip-top shape. So when somebody says like no, no, you actually disordered in this way, and you need help. Like that that there's that identification uh, Mm -hmm. to their physical body that makes it harder. Like a lot of people potentially you've heard this before. I know I definitely have like, you know, I I just don't take medication. Just don't Mm -hmm. because like I I do my own health. Like so you could tell like those individuals that identify with their physical health have a harder time going potentially to a medical doctor here, one would imagine, and you know, just even thinking myself, if if my wife would suggest like, I think you need to go to therapy. To me, that would be the first thing that comes up. Is that I so strongly, plus I'm a clinician, obviously, so strongly identify with my thoughts and feelings that for me it would trigger,
0: mm-hmm.
1: would trigger mm-hmm. feelings potentially less of. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination suggesting using those feelings as a reason not to come and if you do identify strongly potentially even more the reason to come but i just want to kind of uh, to acknowledge that that it, potentially some of that is coming up for some men and just be mindful of that mm-hmm. uh, but to your point earlier tim about being less than just being mindful of it creates an opportunity to embrace it and move forward and actually still come in benefit
0: right right so so I'm just going to paraphrase what you said and let me know if I got any of it wrong. Sure, sure. Um, You know, when our identities are so placed on our thoughts and feelings as sort of like who we are and someone is encouraged to, to, to go to therapy because something's flawed or wrong and needs to change about that, that can hit um, in, in, in a more, I don't know, I guess I'll call it intense way because it really feels like something, like uh, the, the, the part of me that I identify the strongest with uh, is flawed and needs to change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which which yeah that that can seem uh, pff, I don't right. know <laughs> like like the last thing that we want to do right. right
1: right right
0: I think that's a really interesting point and and yeah you know I I guess now that I'm thinking about it I'm, I'm a, a couple a handful of a handful of guys are coming up into mind and yeah I I, I think that that's a huge
1: piece you know what I mean uh, yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, yeah, you know, just to me, the reason I'm bringing it up is just the more we can be aware of some of the reasons why you, you may consider not coming in, the more you're aware of it, the more likely you're able to kind of see the situation differently or that trigger differently and still move forward, uh, and come in and benefit, even if you're only there, uh, at least presently at the request of your significant other.
0: Sure. Sure. You know, I, uh, on sort of a unrelated note, I I guess I I would just want to open this up too and and I feel pretty strongly about this, but um you know, I I think with most things, if you really go into it thinking that like it's not gonna work or it's a waste of time or it's useless or it's pointless, then it probably will be. You know what I mean? And and I think that we could put that that mindset or mentality over anything that you do. Um and I guess it's it's a tough spot for a lot of men to be because um, if it's the suggestion from someone else, their their, their wife or whatever, um, who's saying that, and then they they have that uh, preconceived notion about it, yeah, it it probably won't work. You guys have heard me say a million times. Um, most of the work happens in between the session. It's what you do at home, sort of like bringing this into your life. You know, utilizing all of these things. You know, it, if you come in and you talk and you come out, and you say, well that that's all pointless. And that's all stupid. Well, then yeah, like really, nothing, nothing probably would happen. So, you know, there, there, there is so much hope and possibility for benefit. And I, I and, and as hard as it might be, I guess, just opening our mind, like a little bit to just kind of entertain those possibilities,
1: right? Right. I uh, agreed, agreed. Uh, just keeping that as an option. Or being open to this option, really, you know, I what I say in therapy, I, I truly believe. Let's be strong enough to be vulnerable. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's not something that I just say. I, I really believe it. I think it's easier to be hard and sort of rigid and stern and non-expressive. I think that's the easy way out. I, I, I honestly do. Yeah, uh, I believe being open and soft and vulnerable and and uh, showing your kind of as I joke with some with some clients like. Uh, your your underbelly and mm-hmm. expose your underbelly, right? Like in, in order to be able to trust somebody that they're not going to gut you just because you show the softer side. I, I, I think it's just an unbelievably important skill. And, you know, I, yeah. And I think men are less likely to do that. Uh, I think now more than ever, they're more likely to do it, but I still think we have a long way to do it, a long way to go. And being able to be strong enough to commit to therapy, strong enough to talk about your feelings, strong enough to be able to embrace them, uh, I think is is an invaluable step forward in that direction. Yeah. And <laughs> it's,
0: it's almost like for, for, for so many of us, like we don't get any of that sort of, and any of that anywhere else in life. Like most men are most, most, most males aren't really taught that so much. Well, maybe a little bit more nowadays, but you know what I mean? Like, like those conversations aren't had with, with, with little boys 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So, um, it's, it's so novel. It's so new and, and I could totally understand a guy coming in like, Oh Jesus, I'm going to have to talk about my feelings. Like, Oh, that's the last thing in the world I want to do. I seem weak, vulnerable, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it takes a lot of guts
1: to do so. Yeah, yeah, it 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 absolutely does and it is you know to just credit individuals who who did or do or will find themselves in this situation this uncomfortable conversation with with their wives and and they were suggested to come. Yeah, it 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 it's it's unple it's uncomfortable to think about it because I'm sure you are let's say have a niche or professional niche where you feel very comfortable in, right? You Mm -hmm. have some maybe level of authority or level of power, right? Like it's comfortable to, you know, do whatever it is, lead a team or be some, some sort of a worker that feels comfortable about what they do here. You're coming in. Not only are you talking with somebody else, you're talking about a topic that you're not very comfortable with and that you have a kind of negative perception of those are real, you know, real obstacles that, You know, I definitely would, and I'm sure you would agree with me, Tim, would encourage, you know, the men out there to consider that, yes, you are shifting gears. You are not in your comfort zone. You're Mm -hmm. not in your comfort zone where you have your office or whatever it is that you do. You feel comfortable doing it for years and years. This is very different. This is new. And you have a negative connotation or a negative perception of it. Those are challenges. And the more you can acknowledge them, the more you can restructure how you see those challenges, just the more likely you'll benefit.
0: Yeah. I, I, another thought just popped up as, as you were speaking, I, you know, I almost wonder if, if, if some guys are, um, another added barrier or sort of like, you know, if I open myself up and if I look deep and dig deep and I, and I do see that there are some things that I can work on and change, you know, maybe that means that my wife was right. Yeah. And maybe there's a, I don't know the word for it, but, uh,
1: Maybe they really don't want their wife to be "quote unquote" right. Yeah, I I think that's I think that plays a big role as well. Hmm. I I think that's um as as somebody who works with couples, you know, that's that's not uncommon. Like they will die on on an mm-hmm. idea of just defending, even though I think mean, it's clear for everybody that the individual is wrong. So to your point, I I think that's uh, that's another trigger, another barrier to just consider. Uh, whether you're not participating in treatment because you're concerned about your wife being right and then using that as ammunition for mm-hmm. any other time to like, you see, I was right when you had to go to therapy. Or like, that is a concern, that is a, a legitimate concern and something potentially to talk through with your significant uh, other just so that everyone is on the same page. Because not when somebody points something out that you're doing that's deleterious to you or anybody else, then to go to therapy and then realize that that's true, You know that 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 requires uh, like a good amount of resiliency, right? And like being able to be humble to be able to acknowledge, shoot, and she was right about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, I don't know why so many
0: ideas keep popping up in my head, but I'm going to talk about them. Um, You know, the the mental health therapy stigma exists. You know. All over the place, you know. People have thoughts and feelings, and and the stigmas are totally BS and all that sort of that that, that we know and and we've chatted about. But they're there, and and they exist. And you know, just <laughs> really paying attention to our to our thoughts and our feelings about the stigma of being in therapy. You know what I mean? Like, like what what does it mean for you to be in therapy? Like, like does that mean that you're broken or flawed or 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 any of those sorts of things? Um, all of those answers that you might be thinking of are probably untrue, right. right? Because it's not like you're bad or flawed or broken or anything like that. Um, but really it's just sort of like, Hey, why don't we just work on some stuff? Right. Maybe, maybe we gain uh, a new perspective or two. Maybe we gain heck, even just like a coping skill or two. Maybe, maybe it, maybe it's just a, a, a series of conversations with someone who's completely unbiased that you can bounce ideas off of. Right. You know, right. Um, or it could be really deep and, Work and all that sort of stuff, but i guess i'm just um i'm just I'm just putting out all these these points that that I imagine some guys are uh are are are, are probably thinking like you know pre- preparing for their first first visit or maybe they just began therapy and they're having all these feelings about it um there's just there's just so many uh preconceived notions and automatic thoughts that um i don't know i, I guess I just really hope that, that that people take a look at it and acknowledge
1: yeah yeah i I think that's uh, I wish that, you know, the question that I asked about what, what you think the, the gentleman is thinking, I wish if the response was like, huh, let me give it some thought. Yeah. Like to me, if anybody's listening out there who find themselves in, in this situation, just try to pause and say, let me think about it. Because I think give yourself some time to weigh things, understand where you are, and, and hopefully being able to come to it a little bit more openly.
0: Yeah. And I guess just to, I, I, maybe we could end on this note. I, I, I guess I would say, um, listen, there, I've, I've met a whole lot of guys who really didn't want to be there, um, who have found a lot of benefit from it. Right. Um, Not to like toot my own horn or pat myself on the back. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the most amazing clinician in the world. Um, But <laughs> it's, 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 it's been really nice to see people, you know, kind Of come in with a preconceived notion of like, oh, there's nothing that we can do here, mm-hmm. and then and then that they, they actually find a bunch of things that they sort of take with them and they integrate. Um, so to all you guys out there, you uh, perhaps maybe you clicked on this podcast because you searched it, and I don't know, something like that. Um, so I, I guess just the word is, um, there is a lot of hope, um, you don't know, um, give it a shot, try to open up that mind, although everything else is telling you to keep it closed, um, and and there are a lot of good things that, that can come of this. So if we have an open mind and we give it a shot, I'm willing to bet that things, I don't know, we get some help.
1: Uh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, to me, it it's really exactly that. Being, it, If you find yourself in this situation, almost like to me, make a mental note or write a list of all the reasons why you don't think it's going to work right, that, and, and bring it to the first session to talk it through. It's the same thing that, you know, I work with a lot of people who have uh, questions about psychiatric medication, right, like that they never ask. And then they make determinations based on Dr. Google in terms of what to take, what not to take and play around. Just, and I always say, write down all the questions that you have so that when you see the prescriber, you could talk to him or her about anything that's coming up. And, and if you still don't like what you hear, then make an informed decision. It's the same thing. Bring all the things. I'm a less than for coming here I'm being neutered. This will never help. I will never change. My wife is the one that needs therapy. Like all of that, all of that, bring all of that almost like to a first session to see what the other therapist has to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: totally agreed. So, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, the, the, the guys that are listening to this got, got a little bit out of it. Um, it's not that bad. It'll be okay. I promise. <laughs> um, and give it a shot. Right. You, know? you don't know if you don't try.
1: Right. Agreed. And, uh, and that's, I think, a really great to, uh, note to end on. So guys, as always, thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions or any thoughts on what you heard, feel free to call us, leave messages, follow us on social media. And um, hope that you guys, if you find yourself in that situation, you really do give therapy a go. Thank you for tuning in this
0: week. As always, we hope that you enjoyed the show and please make sure to subscribe. We love to interact with our listeners. If you have something you'd like to comment on, ask us about, or hope to hear on the show, please message us on Facebook or Twitter at Last Session of the Day with the Site Guys or send us an email at Otd at lucancenter.com Hope to hear from you soon and tune in next week for another engaging episode. This has been the last session of the day with the Psych Guys. See you next time.